0: This is episode 51, dealing with FOMO and feeling not enough, especially after a breakup with Emma. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life now. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I want to let you know that I put out a free video training series this week. It's all about discovering your secret sauce. What is your secret sauce? Well, it's the unique combination of your experience, talents, life lessons, and passions that will create success on your terms. So this video series will help you clarify and leverage your secret sauce so you can create more of what you want and make it a heck of a lot easier. I share a lot of the things that really help me build not only my business, but my life and a lifestyle that I love. And it really is easier than we make it sometimes. So if you want to check out those videos, there's four in the training. Just go to ChristineHassler.com. Slash /ss again slash SS. all right so before i start talking about the episode i want to share a little story about last night i had an opportunity to speak at an event and do some hot seat coaching with people One woman shared about this very difficult person she was working with. She went on and on about all the things that he was doing and how awful he was. And then she went on and on about how she really knows she's amazing and she doesn't care what he thinks about her and she's fine with it and he can just do his own thing and screw him. Even though she was saying she didn't care what he thinks, her tone, body language, and the amount of energy she was spending talking about it made it quite clear that she did care. So I gently interrupted her and pointed out that saying that she didn't care was not true. Then I reflected to her that how upset she was getting about this is revelatory of a deeper issue this is probably triggering. When we go into that big of an upset, there's something there. Saying we don't care is a way to resist dealing with something we actually truly do care about. And are triggered by. So I proceeded to work with her on this. And what we got to is a root issue of feeling verbally abused in the past, something that she never really dealt with. And this person was coming into her life to bring all this frustration up and all this trigger up and all this upset up so that she had the opportunity to maybe deal with some of that abuse that she had never dealt with. By the end of our time together, she was really clear that this person was serving her and that the upset at him and her heightened reaction really wasn't about him. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to consider what you're actually saying doesn't bother you, but does. Where are you pretending not to care when you truly are taking things personally? Or where are you shaking things off where you're truly shaken? If there's a trigger there, if you're taking something personally, if you're really shook up by someone, it's time to deal with the situation and or stand up to that person. But just taking it and saying you don't care is not self-care. You are worth giving yourself the dignity of your process. Every upset is an opportunity for healing. Don't miss the opportunity. This brings me to my coaching session today with Emma, where we uncover a deeper, older issue underneath a reaction to present day situation. I'm really excited to share today's episode because we touch on some issues that I feel so many of us deal with, such as feeling not enough, feeling like we don't belong, or the dreaded FOMO, that's fear of missing out. The initial question that our caller Emma asks is how to deal with sharing friends that were made during a relationship after breakup. How do you handle sharing time with friends? Should friends take sides and only continue a friendship with one of the two people? If you were the friend of the friend first, does that mean that person should only be friends with you after the breakup? These are common questions that come with a breakup and can trigger some serious FOMO if you know your ex and your friends are hanging out without you. But often the feelings that are being triggered have roots from our past. So this episode is for anyone who ever feels like you're missing out, left behind, not enough, or like you don't belong. So some things to consider as you're listening, how often do you experience FOMO? How often do you really struggle with feeling like you belong? Have you just gone through a breakup and are having a hard time with all the transitions and all the loss that comes with that? Are you having challenges with sharing friends after a breakup? feeling like you're being left out of the friendships they're continuing to make? Or do you want your friends to pick sides? Or perhaps maybe you're the friend in a breakup situation and you feel the pressure to pick sides and you really don't want to. So before we dive in, I just want to remind you that Audible is gifting my community with a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. There are tons of titles to choose from that you can download to your iPhone, Android, Kindle, whatever. Just go to audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. And that link is in the show notes. All right, let's get on to my call with Emma. Hello, Emma. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you so
1: much. I have a question around relationships ending. I recently got out of a a long-term relationship, and I'm having some difficulties of releasing emotion around our lives still being a little bit intertwined, like with friendships, and just kind of coexisting still, and being able to, to just kind of release those emotions around the situation.
0: What emotions are you experiencing?
1: I feel sometimes like I don't want to share my friends. So it's a little bit of frustration and a little bit of like, it's not fair that, you know, he still gets to spend time with my favorite people and maybe it's not necessarily reciprocated with his good friends. So I guess almost like jealousy tied with frustration a little bit.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So those are the kind of feelings that are physiological responses to thoughts, not like true emotion, which is great because we can work with this. So a couple questions for you. How long were you together?
1: Uh, We were together for six years.
0: Okay. That's a good amount of time. And how long ago did you break up?
1: It's been one full year now.
0: Okay. And why did you break up?
1: He it was very mutual like there was no hostility we still have a lot of respect for each other but he had an opportunity um to work overseas for 6 months and we had just been together since we were really young and thought maybe this would be a good time to explore other things and and i think that's the hard part is that there's no there's not like there wasn't cheating or there wasn't like we're breaking up because of xyz so i think that's where it gets a little bit messy for the friendship overlap stuff, like there's no reason for anyone to have to pick sides sort of a thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes it tough.
0: But you're still experiencing that, wanting people to pick sides.
1: Yes, I think, okay. but I like can consciously recognize that that's not, appropriate.
0: Right? Well, and that's great. I mean, it's, believe me, if, if our life was determined by what we only consciously thought, things would be a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is only three to 5% of our behavior is consciously driven. The rest is unconsciously driven based on past beliefs, old issues, unresolved issues, those kinds of things. So the good news in all of this is that this is bringing up something much bigger and much deeper and much older for you to heal. Okay. So you said he's still hanging out with friends and you're experiencing jealousy about that. Yes. So what do you make it mean that he's hanging out with your friends or that your friends are still hanging out with him? Like and, – and feel free to sound – you know, just be very raw here. Don't feel like you have to sound evolved or anything like that. Like on, on, on a very vulnerable level, what do you make that mean?
1: Um, like Like why do I feel that way? Is that – Exactly. I think – truthfully it's like I don't want things to be happening without me mm-hmm. like hey wait no I I mean it's like FOMO is a real thing and I've got it bad, mm-hmm. you know what I mean I just don't like I don't want the people sometimes it feels like the people around me and Nate my ex are like getting together and moving on
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like hey wait
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Mm-hmm. I know there's no malicious intent it just is like wait a second right don't be moving on without me those are my best friends
0: right right okay so it's triggering something here so think about that feeling of feeling left out mm-hmm. think about that feeling of feeling left behind and missing out and and in addition to thinking about it just let yourself feel it and if you feel into that feeling of missing out, being left behind, being separate. Can you think of any other time in your life, earlier times in your life when you felt that way?
1: I've always been very hypersensitive to being left out. Mm -hmm. And I can't pinpoint like a specific event that like that started and that kind of snapped for me, but um, as a kid, we moved around, you know, every couple of years. So that was certainly something that, you know, would come to mind when I think about being left out because like I'm being pulled out and everybody continues on. Right. That feels similar.
0: Yep. So that's a big deal for a kid. You know, sometimes we minimize what were our dramatic or traumatic experiences? Because we hear about other people's lives in childhood and we hear about things like, you know, terrible marriages of the parents and divorce or abuse or illness. And we think, oh, I just got, I just moved around a lot. That's no big deal. But for a kid, that's a really big deal. Mm. It's a really big deal. There's a lot of grief and a lot of sadness. And my sense of you and just kind of talking to you just by listening to your personality is you really love people and being around people. Would that be accurate? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And do you form connections with people pretty quickly? Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. You form these connections with people and then you move and not only do you have to start over, but you miss the people that you left. Yeah. So... If you were to go back and check in with like little Emma, you know, elementary school, middle school, when our whole life is about our friends, you know, so much of our identity is about how we fit in.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If you were to go back and just check in with her with all the moving and everything that was going on, what do you think she'd have to say? How do you think she'd be feeling through all that?
1: Well, I definitely feel like the, you know, left out feeling is there and then maybe even some like a weight I need to catch up mm-hmm. like being planted somewhere new and being like ah, there's so much moving and changing around me and all of these people grew up together so I moved to a small town when I was maybe 12 and that was the last of our continuous moving of, of growing up and when I came here everybody in this town has grown up together since they were, you know, born. Most people were born here and have lived here their whole lives. And so I felt a lot of like, they've all been together for so long and literally have grown up together. And I'm like, I'm just sort of an implant from, you know, California, which is a totally different world than, than Utah. So I think there was a lot of like, I kind of had to like mold or chameleon and then mm-hmm. like hurry and catch up to everybody else's friendships and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in their world here.
0: So there was a lot going on at once. Not only were you grieving the friends that you lost and feeling like you were missing out, people were moving on. You also felt like you had to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So just really like take that in for a moment, Emma. For most of your life, you've had the experience of, oh my gosh, I'm missing out. And oh my gosh, I have to catch up.
1: Mhm.
0: It's rather exhausting when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And consuming. Yeah,
1: particularly right now, but
0: Right. Right. Think of how much energetic real estate this I'm missing out and I've got to go like catch up or make sure I'm having my own life. How, how much energetic real estate that's taking up. Yeah. So like I said, this is really good news because it's bringing up this pattern to heal and so you can stop it. Mm -hmm. So with with patterns like this, like I'm missing out, I have to catch up. There's a baseline misunderstanding that perpetuates it. There's a baseline like misunderstanding or limiting belief that keeps us in that cycle. So just... Think for a moment, there's no wrong answers. Just ask your inner wisdom. What do you think some of the limiting beliefs or misunderstandings are that, that you've formed as a result of everything that's happened that are perpetuating this pattern?
1: Hmm. The first thing that came to mind for me was like not being good enough, and whether that's like friend wise or like being super outdoorsy or in, in all aspects of like, and, and I think that kind of ties in for me with the needing to catch up, like just not feeling like I fit the mold or whatever. Um, and then almost a little bit of like resentment.
0: Okay. Say more about that.
1: Um, Like, I recognize that nobody has, in in this particular situation, and I guess it's very applicable to when I think back to, like, moving and stuff, nobody has bad intent or malicious intent around um, spending time with each other. And I know that, and I, like, recognize that that's something that I have to Work through because that's in my head, but that like subconsciously I feel like makes me hold negative emotion or space around the particular people around me who, you know, are spending time together or have grown up together or whatever that looks like. Like it's not, I just subconsciously am like, ugh, you know, sometimes I just will take that resentment and be like, well, I don't want to hang out with them then. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's stupid because those are my people. Those are my oldest, best friends. So I think that resentment's definitely present in this.
0: Sure, sure. And I really acknowledge your level of awareness here and and honesty. And of course that resentment's there because that's one of the ways, in a sense, you've protected yourself. See, when Mm -hmm. we feel really hurt, Because the feeling of, okay, you said not feeling good enough, Mm -hmm. and then also the feeling of being left out and not belonging, Mm
1: -hmm. oh my
0: gosh, sweetheart, those are painful feelings. Yeah. Like painful feelings. And so anger and resentment is a little bit like we can control that a little more Mm -hmm. and it doesn't hurt as bad. In the long run, it does because it hurts to hold resentment and anger. But it at least is an active enough feeling that we don't have to feel the heartache and we don't have to feel the grief. Mm -hmm. And there also may be a little bit of anger at your parents for moving you around so much. Mm -hmm. So it may be touching upon that too. Yeah. So this really doesn't have anything to, I mean, it does have to do with the breakup in the current situation and it doesn't. (laughs) This is all just kind of bringing up this pattern. And the thing is, you will continue to track situations where this plays out Mm -hmm. until you heal the core issue. Okay. Okay. So we'll work on it a little bit together and then I'll give you some ways that you can work on it after, after this session. Okay. So the first part is the, the good enough feeling, um, because that's something I'd love to support you in being free from like free from buying into the misunderstanding that you're not enough
1: mm-hmm.
0: in your mind, what would make you good enough? What standard do you set for yourself? What's, what is your definition of good enough?
1: Mm. Um, I think it depends for me and like what setting I'm thinking. Good. I, I guess. I guess. Really, if I'm like, when I feel at my prime is when like I'm feeling healthy or like exercising. Um. I guess I don't know how to answer that. Like, are are we like, is this characteristics or what's the?
0: Well, let me ask you a different way. Okay. Just kind of complete this sentence. In order for me to belong, I need to. Um,
1: okay. In order for me to belong, I need to feel success in my job, um, feel good about my body image, feel like I have a strong network of like supportive people around me, even if that's just like a couple core people. Um, I think that those would be the primary
0: things to make me feel best. Okay. And to feel like you belong. Yes. Okay. So... Those are awesome answers. And what they reveal to us is that you have conditions on what you think it takes to belong. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, Emma, just being you is enough. So this really comes down to a self-acceptance issue. Mm-hmm. Your sense of belonging, your level of acceptance has been outside in. Mm-hmm. has been seeking that safety, security, comfort of fitting into a group, which is such a natural response to moving a lot around a lot and needing to make friends and to navigate a new social situation and, and grieving the old and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so much of your development as a, as a child and preteen and teen was all about how do I fit in, 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 mm-hmm. I fit in so I can stay safe and so I can belong. And so there was this constant perpetual self-analysis. And like you said, you said the word earlier, chameleon identity kind of happening so that you could feel a sense of belonging. And the healing opportunity for you is to go back and have some conversations with that younger part and really let her know that she belongs no matter what. And that she is enough just as she is. And there's nothing she needs to do to fit in. Mm. So what comes up for you when I say that?
1: Um.
0: Well, I think
1: initially I think right back to the, you know, the, the, from previous listening and, and work with you, bringing up the little younger picture of myself and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: maybe creating some type of, um, you know, I don't know if it's like a little mantra or a saying, but something throughout these emotions and being able to kind of like take a step back. And when I'm feeling kind of crappy, being able to, um, bring myself back to some type of Confirmation for myself.
0: Yes. Acceptance, confirmation, I'm enough, I belong. hmm And not being left behind. And th- there's a couple other things that will help heal this. One is, what's your spiritual practice like?
1: Uh, Well, I know what I want it to be like, but mm-hmm. that doesn't always... Happen in my perfect world, I would be making the time to you know meditate every day, and um that's a really big one for me. like I can notice just happiness or uh like contentness when I'm able to consistently meditate, so I'd like to get back into that just morning and nighttime quick meditations. I found that's helpful for me um. But I haven't really ventured out much more than meditation. So I guess I'm not really sure what other spiritual practices are
0: there. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a couple ideas that may also help with this. So um, the meditation is a beautiful thing to do, meditation and prayer and having that connection and really feeling into that oneness. The, The main thing that heals the core wound of I don't belong is really knowing that we're connected and
1: mm-hmm. we're
0: part of the oneness. And that really takes having a relationship with God and the universe and also other people. So yes, meditate. And I also encourage you, Emma, on a daily basis, to talk to God, to talk to your guides, to talk to the universe, and also make it make a very intentional effort to connect with people throughout the day, everyone you interact with to to get to know them to have a sense of connection. For example, I just had to call a plumbing company before we got on this call and I made I always make an effort to know the person's name and ask them how they are and have that human connection mm-hmm. even though they're not my best friends, right? Or when I'm out in the grocery store interacting in my day talking to strangers. And and we we tend to You know, especially here in the States, live in this sort of isolated, in our car, in our house, only talking to our community, but on our phones all day kind of world. So, I. Amp up your level of just play and connection with other human beings on a daily basis, okay. as well as just your conversations. Like throughout the day, talk to God, talk to the universe. Like it, a spiritual practice does not have to be I sit and meditate for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be I need to journal and like candles and pray and like it, th- that's a beautiful element of it. But part of spirituality is being out in the world and connecting to people. And so make that part of your spiritual practice and see that you're a child of God and you belong here and there's nothing you're missing out on, nothing, nothing. And when it comes to the friends and that whole feeling, like whenever that gets activated, it's an opportunity for you to go in and change the patterning and change the program. So your idea of looking at a younger picture of yourself is an excellent one putting that on your phone so you have it with you. Whenever that kind of gets triggered, saying to yourself, you're not being left out. You are loved. Your friends still love you. I guarantee if I had any one of your friends on this call that are hanging out with your ex-boyfriend and I said, well, do you still love Emma? Do you still like her? They'd say, oh my gosh, absolutely. We adore her. <laughs> She's the best. I Don't you think they'd say that?
1: Yes, 100%. Exactly. I think that's what makes it so like frustrating for me is I know that this is just like, this is my issue. It's not the people around me, and so I'm grateful to have tools and yes, and this time with you. So. Yes,
0: and this this is a blessing. This kind of expectation hangover post breakup thing is a blessing because it's bringing up the first. See, frustration isn't is great because it will make us have to look at something because we're sick and tired of being frustrated. Yeah. So thank. you. Thank your frustration because it brought up, like, wow, you know, your higher self does not want to carry around the misunderstanding that you're not enough, that you're missing out, and you don't belong. Mm -hmm. And so every time that gets activated, you connect with that picture, you tell her she belongs, and you say, I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm not enough, or I don't belong, or I'm missing out. And then immediately in that moment, start to look at what you're a part of in that moment. Whether you're alone and you see that you're a part of just being connected to the oneness and the higher power, or maybe it gets activated when you're in the grocery store and you notice all the people you're connected to there, or whatever it is, it's it start to look for the ways that you do belong. And and every time it gets activated, forgive yourself for buying into the misunderstanding. Okay. Hmm. Does this give you some guidance and some direction? Yes, one hundred percent and now when you feel into you know your friends like you said not choosing side and hanging out with your ex and and them hanging out you know separately from you how can you how does that feel when you consider that
1: it feels like i can sort of redirect those feelings now or even just being able to tie it back to another situation and recognize it's not about you know, it's not about this particular event is helpful for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and, and gives me some form of relief of of you know, just being able to cope and use these tools and and just sort of move forward in a positive light. I know it won't happen right away, but hopefully with some habits and patterns it can start to shift. It those, absolutely will.
0: It absolutely will, and and just I want to go back to normalizing when there's a breakup and there's sort of a division of friends. This is it's normal to feel that oh kind of punch in the gut type of feeling. Yeah. Um. So that's really natural. So for you and everybody listening going through a breakup, I I just want to say I, I understand that that's hard, and we continue to make it harder when a we take it personally. And B, we buy into the misunderstanding that people have a capacity on how much they can love. Mm -hmm. Just because your friends are hanging out with your ex doesn't mean they love you any less. And what a compliment to you, to him, and to the relationship that people are mature enough to continue to have those connections. And there's no bad mouthing going on, and there doesn't need to be a picking of sides. Like That's a real testament to you, Emma, in terms of the kind of friends you have and the kind of boyfriend you chose, even though the relationship is complete for now, like wow, there's so much love there. How yeah. amazing that you made new friends, that he made new friends, and that that connection is there. And that's the hard thing about relationships. It's like the relationship ends, but the love is still there. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah, can really kind of see it as as a gift and know that your friends have infinite amount of love for you and there's no less love or no less time just because they may hang out with him from time to time Mm -hmm. and there's so many more people in the world and so many new friends that will come into your life (sighs) and the more you fixate on i'm missing out i'm missing out the more you attach to that particular dynamic and block new soul friends from coming into your life Mm -hmm. so in addition to all the guidance I've given you so far, the final thing I'll say is pray for your new soul friends. I love that. Yeah. And you are enough and you do belong. Well, thank you.
1: (laughs) Are you starting to feel that a little more? Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: I really acknowledge Emma's willingness to have ownership of the situation rather than just being a victim or blaming her friends. And how awesome that this frustration came up for her because it really started to bring forward an old issue she'd been carrying around for a long time. That's why sometimes the upset or the frustration is a really good thing because it gets our attention and we start to investigate what the trigger could be. All triggers, expectation hangovers, upsets, usually have a thread. You probably have gotten this if you've listened to the show for a while. So my coaching was not about you know talking to her friends or helping her be okay with the current situation. It was really going back to the beginnings of this story around feeling left out, feeling like she needs to catch up or feeling left behind. And as you heard in the call, she was able to discover that had to do with moving around a lot. And I want to emphasize something that I said in the call, which is to not minimize the hardships from your past. Yes, some people go through things that are really, really incredibly challenging and traumatic. And you may look at those and go, well, my life was really blessed. I was really lucky. That is true. You are blessed. We are all blessed in our own ways. And As a human, there are things you have gone through that were challenging. There are things that may have happened that created certain belief systems and misunderstandings that are setting you up to get triggered in your life and that are perpetuating patterns and ways of being and behavior and reaction that you probably don't like. So honor your experience. It's not about being a victim of it, it's not about having a sob story. It's really about, all right, what are the things that happened to me? What stories and beliefs did they form? What misunderstandings are there that I really need to clean up so I can get over these feelings of not feeling good enough or feeling left out or whatever your particular misunderstanding may be. I also want to talk a little bit about the resentment she felt. Resentment and anger sometimes can protect us from the deeper feelings. Sometimes it's easier to feel mad about something than actually go to the hurt of feeling left out or feeling left behind. Because as human beings, we all wanna be connected. We all wanna feel like we belong. So feeling separate in any way is painful. Plus it reinforces that core misunderstanding that we're separate from God, that we're separate from the universe, that we're separate from each other. So be willing to go to that deeper pain, be willing to go to that hurt so you can heal it and reconnect to the truth that you are not separate. Let's also talk about that belief of not being good enough. Oh my goodness. It's like pervasive. We all just on some level feel not good enough. And I want you to spend some time defining what good enough means to you or what it would take for you to belong. The STEM sentence I gave Emma to work with that you can work with is in order for me to belong, I have to, and then fill in the blank. Or in order for me to be good enough, I have to fill in the blank. And I know consciously from listening to the show and listening to my coaching with Emma, you know that you're good enough just as you are. However, I suspect that there may be misunderstandings wired in there where you have some standards or you have some conditions On what it takes to be good enough. So, look at that. You know, in order for me to be good enough, I have to make a certain amount of money or be a certain weight or achieve a certain level of success. What what are the conditions you put on being good enough or being loved or being validated, whatever your core longing is? And how can you work with those misunderstandings and give yourself that unconditional love and acceptance? that we all long for from ourselves. All right, some takeaways from this call. First of all, look at the ways that you're doing the chameleon identity. Look for the ways where you're trying to fit in or trying to be someone you're not because you want to belong. And how can you show up as more fully you? Here's the thing, everybody. You don't want to belong with people or in groups where you have to pretend Find the places, find the people or even the person where you can just be fully expressed and fully yourself. Second, in working with these limiting beliefs and these younger parts that may have formed this story around feeling left out, if you were teased or you moved around a lot or you got ostracized in some way or someone betrayed you. Go back and talk to that younger part. You can even do it as a journaling exercise and make sure that part of you knows you did nothing wrong and you do belong. Also, consider that your spiritual practice is not just about how you connect to a higher power inside. The coaching I gave Emma was really about making going out and connecting with people part of her spiritual practice spirituality is about connection. It's really about connection and love, connection to ourselves, connection to that higher power, connection to the oneness we all are. So to be spiritual beings, having a human experience, connection is spirituality and action. Get out there, connect with anyone you interact with. Treat other people like humans, whether it's someone you're on the phone with for customer service, someone you let in in traffic, connect, open your heart. Also, when working with the misunderstandings, practice the horseback rider technique from expectation hangover, the mental level. The horseback rider is about knowing that your mind is a galloping horse, but you are the rider. You can go, whoa, and redirect the thoughts. So when that story and those limiting beliefs start to come up, you walk into a room or you walk into a party. I don't belong. I'm not like these people. They're not going to like me. You go, whoa, and you bust the lie. You know, is that really true? I don't belong. Is it really true? They don't like me. Do I really know that? No. So bust the lie and redirect your thoughts to, I belong. I accept myself. I show up in love And finally, if you're going through a breakup, please don't make your friends pick sides. Know that your friends love you and let them love who they want to love. If they continue to be friends with your ex, please don't make that mean anything about you. And if you are going through a breakup, continue to reach out to your friends. Don't punish them because they're hanging out with your ex. They're still your friends. They still love you. There's infinite capacity to love. Just because your friends love your ex doesn't mean they love you any less. Remember to be that friend to yourself. And before I sign off, I just want to remind you again and encourage you to go and check out the videos I did for the secret sauce training. It's really just about connecting to who you really are. And it will really help you show up differently, not just in your business life, but also personally. Because when you're connected to your secret sauce, the gifts that make you uniquely you, you will feel such a sense of belonging because you will feel confident and accepted for who you are. And again, that link is christinehassler.com slash SS. All right, everybody, sending you so much love and many blessings. Have a beautiful day.